Good everybody and welcome to the Ranger Journal podcast. I'm your host tonight, Scotty, and I'm joined by um, new additions, Stevie and Kai, the owner of the brand. Um, Kai, how are you doing, mate? I'm very well, mate. It's nice to finally be on. The boys have been smashing it so far, so nice to go on and experience it for myself and the other end. Good stuff. Stevie, how are you doing tonight, mate? Very well, mate. Looking forward to the weekend, especially tomorrow. Good stuff, good stuff. We're all excited tonight before a game, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're waiting on Bob coming in, he's running a wee bit late, so we'll just kind of we'll make a start just briefly. Uh, Kai, I'll come to you first. What was your overall thoughts on a, on a game on Wednesday night? I thought it was a big game to kind of prove a point. Obviously, we're all disappointed with how the first half went, I think, in hindsight. Obviously, the manager needs to rotate, but I think he maybe could have rotated it later on in the game and start with the same team that started at Hearts. But I think he obviously knew he got it wrong, and the good thing about having Clement in is he's not scared to make the changes early. So early enough at half-time and before the 60th minute, getting Sterling on, and that's what that's what changed the game. So I think the big thing for that was being able to go a goal down, come back and still stay top of the league. just shows that this team maybe do have the mentality to go all the way. So that was... Pretty good to see. I definitely, Stevie. You get any in you want to come in on way game? What was your thoughts overall on it? I'd echo exactly what Kai said there. Um, I think Clement he kind of went for the same kind of setup as St Johnston away, like bring back in Borner, um, put Ridlin back in the bench, but yeah, quickly noticed it wasn't working as we all did. Um, so yeah, disappointing first half, but you know, we ground it out, we changed it at half time and they, they upped the tempo massively, especially after Butland made that. I mean, that save was absolutely pivotal, not just in the game, but maybe in the season. Um, and that seemed to spur them into life. And as soon as they up to tempo, it made a huge difference. And fairly I comfortable did. by there. I definitely, mate. Just before we bring up the, the average position charts and stuff, just see Kyle Comey on this one, see Jack Butlin, Tavernier, Goldson and Lundstrom. How big are they for Rangers just now? I mean, even just talk about, obviously, Stephen mentioned that save, like that completely changes the game. Kelly go to and I looked there, we were struggling because we still, as much as we looked better at the second half, we still weren't fully in it at that point. We weren't in control by any means. So Kelly get that goal, they managed to sit back. They're obviously well drilled, hard to break down. So that kind of shows how important Butland's been. And the fact he's even in contention for the England team shows the level of performance he's had this season. And I think maybe not been Golson's best season. He's still, I think he's still playing well. He's obviously had a couple of shaky moments. Tav, again, exactly what the title of the pod is, Tav does what Tav does. He steps up. There's obviously the replay showing the free kick he scored a few years ago away at Rugby Park that's almost the same. He's just, he's been so good this season and it's not even worth thinking about where we'd be without him. And then kind of moving further up to Lundstrom, I think he completely dictates the tempo of how we play. I think much more from the start of the season, he's more willing to kind of get forward. I think it's strange that he's playing better, I think, with someone that plays further forward. So he actually has more space to kind of drift back. Whereas I think as much as him and Jack worked well together at certain times, Jack drops into similar positions that he does. So he doesn't have the space to drive forward. Whereas if it's Lawrence or Diamanda next to him, they give him the space, they move into different areas and let Lundstrom do what he does. He keeps the ball moving and 
I think he's been brilliant this season, deserves a new contract. I would have to agree with that, mate. I would have to agree with that. Um, I think the, the partnership between Golton and Suitors finally showing fruits, if you want to call it that. Um, Stevie, do you think that's worth a centre-back partnership going forward? Yeah, definitely. I think we all knew when we signed Suter. We watched him, obviously, for Hearts and for Scotland. He was really impressive. Um, obviously, his first season was pretty difficult, um, but you see he's kind of grown into the jersey. He's, he's so impressive. I like the fact that he, he starts moves. You know, he's no fear to take the ball and push the game up, you know, 40, 50 yards. His diagonal passing is really good. Um, he's a really good football playing defender and the best Scottish defender or Scottish centre-back for my money. Um, so, aye, I can see him being there for a good few years. Guys, John Suter making the Euros? They should do, mate. Uh, I love John Suter. I think my most liked tweet ever was before before one of the times we got hammered at Parkhead. I said, today's the day John Suter's going to prove he's good enough to play for Rangers, and that's obviously the one who makes the mistake. But <laughs> been a fan since he came in. What Obviously, Stevie talks about how good he is on the ball. Like There's no other Scottish centre-half. I'll knock out and play like Kieran Tierney or Robertson at centre-half. There's no Scottish centre-half that comes out with the ball as well as he does. He's a brilliant passer as well. You obviously see it for the Dessels goal at the weekend. That's a ridiculous ball for anybody, never mind your centre-half playing that cross. Should make the Euros. I think, again, can I echo what Stevie says? He was, he's here for the long haul. He seems to have kind of cut out those wee mistakes he had at the start of the season. I think getting a run of games and keeping fits been pivotal for him, but I... I Love John Sutter. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Right, we will bounce into the slides. So we're starting lineup. <clears throat> um Wednesday night was Butland and Goal, Tavernier, Goldson, Sutter, Borna Barisic. That's a bad word just now. Um John <laughs> Lundstrom, Modi Amandi, Tom Lawrence, um right mid was Ross McCausland, left mid Oscar Cortez, with Fabio Silva up front. Hey, so Stevie, I'm going to come to you first. Um, first half performance was a bit sluggish to me. wasn't really wasn't really up to much. Does ending about that wee chart you stand out? I mean, you're right. It was flat the first half. Poor start. Obviously, they got the penalty. But I mean, if you look at that, I mean, the shapes. It's not that bad. It's just you know, there's not enough bodies getting forward. Um, you know, we're only getting. I don't know about yourselves, but I felt the midfield was really static. There was no real movement. We're not getting beyond Silver. Um, I know he got a bit of stick the other night, but he had zero support, no service. Um, you know, so it was kind of difficult for him, I would say. But yeah, there was no movement, and then obviously second half it was very different. But yeah, that that kind of shows you know, there wasn't really much going forward. Um, it definitely needed changes, and as you've said, Clement made those changes that made the difference. It's quite congested, isn't it? Aye, very much. Probably a word for it. Uh, Bob, welcome, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, guys. Thanks for having me along tonight. Um, some childcare uh, technicalities, so sorry for being a bit late. <laughs> no, family comes first, mate. Just quickly, overall, Bob, what was your thoughts on Wednesday night? Uh, to wrap up in a nutshell, it was a very tough game. Got the result that we needed. Uh, move on to move on to tomorrow against Motherwell, which again will probably be a very very tough game. Um, so yeah. Tough game, but glad, glad we got the result in the end. Fair enough. Um, Kai, what's your thoughts on this possession chart? Me and Stevie just basically says it's um, quite congested looking. Have you got any better analysis on it? 
I think it just shows me that wasn't really the game for Silva. Like I like what he brings. He's obviously good at linking up the play. He's good on the ball, but obviously, as Stevie said, the midfielders weren't making the run beyond, so he's dropping deep to get the ball, and all he can do is kind of bounce it back. And then again, he's not the type that will pass that ball back and then make the run, whereas Dessers is looking for that ball over the top. I think it was a perfect game for Dessers in the chart. Kind of shows that, I think, as well, looking at the left-hand side, I really like, obviously, unfortunately, Cortez looks to bounce for a few weeks, but I really like how him and Ridvan kind of work together. Like they kind of interchange where if Ridvan cuts through the middle, Cortez will hang wide or vice versa. Whereas Barisic just kind of hangs out a wee bit deep and he doesn't kind of give Cortez the freedom. So you've seen him just kind of floating about the middle, just kind of not knowing what to do because he doesn't have that kind of relationship or interchange with Barisic that he's had with Ridvan. So again, obviously, we've said before, I don't think it was the right team that the managers picked, but he managed to switch it about and change it the second half. But it just shows, again, lack of width and not having a kind of focal point up top really hurt us at that point. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Um, so we're quickly going to touch upon Borna Barisic. I'm not wanting this to turn into a, a, a bit of a Borna bashing, if you want to call it that, but that is something we need to address. So, Bob, I'll come to you on it first. Um, Borna does something daft on the lead-up to, to their goal, concedes a foul that ultimately leads to them getting a penalty through the passage of play from the free kick that they get. Um, what you got to say on it? I, I think I would have been more surprised if Borna had made it through the game without a mistake. Uh, I think at this stage in his Rangers career, he's, mm. he's susceptible to having at least one mistake a game um, I'm not really sure what he was thinking of when he went down um, having seen it back on the highlights it, there, I think you mentioned it last night in the Gallant Few podcast as well, it was very minimal contact it, it, Then he then takes two or three steps to go down for some strange reason he, he thinks he's getting the foul um, right. considering the way the referees are he probably should have thought twice about doing that before handling the ball so yeah I just yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's, he's checked out. And you know, I think I'd like to think he's professional enough to, to see the season out because he will play games between now and the end of the season. Uh, I just hope that this is the last one <laughs> mistake that we see again. Probably contradicting myself saying you know he's susceptible to, to at least one issue a game or one pro or one mistake a game, but yeah, very. Very difficult to see how he comes back in with Redvan in such good form as well. Aye, definitely, definitely. Um, I don't know if you've seen it the other day, but I watched uh, CG Novo's post-match reaction. And in the beginning of the video, he sort of does a... He, like, he, he dives across his chair and he's imitating Jack Butland. But see, when I initially seen it, I actually thought he was talking about Paul Nabarisic in that film. <laughs> to be really honest with you, it was that, it was that daft of a film to kind of to get away that it just the mind wanders right so Kai we'll come on to the <clears throat> penalty decision Bobby Madden put us up on his Instagram um, yesterday after it and he says um, so he's reviewing the first penalty decision in his opinion he says so clip one non-field decision penalty VAR no intervention and he goes on to say Easy to understand a live decision due to where arm position finishes. At the point of contact, the arm is tight to the body and the defender does not make themselves 
unnaturally bigger. Difficult to understand why an on-field review wasn't suggested and still a point of contact presented to the referee. If I can identify the image on my phone, VAR should be able to find it with a system that's been costing the clubs well over the year. Um, Kai, discuss. So I thought immediately, obviously, like Bobby Madden says in that, I think live, I thought it was a penalty. I think it looks like, if you only see the end of it, then it looks it does look like a stonewaller because of how far Lundstrom's arms are out. And then i never seen, like I obviously had tweeted out saying stonewall penalty, and then I spoke about the others too. And then like having not seen it back, and then I watched it the next day, and I'm like, well, it's not a penalty. Like, again, it's difficult to understand. We'll obviously talk about the other ones, but that one, even just to start off with, why... Like, why is the referee not asked to go and double-check it? Like, I, it's what VAR is there for. Like, it's supposed to help the referee. And now all he's getting is dogs abuse for getting that decision wrong when no one sitting in that studio or whatever they're sitting helped him. Like, that's... What, what are they doing if they're not trying to help the referee? Like, it's supposed to stop these kind of decisions, stop the ref getting abuse. But it's, it's not. They're not using it the way it's supposed to be used. So I just... I don't get it. Like I said... Live, seen it the first time, looks a stonewaller. Obviously, sitting in the VR room, they have the kind of replays there. So they should be able to see and go and say to the ref, look, maybe if they're not 100%, go and make the decision for yourself. It doesn't get that chance to rectify what obviously we know now is a mistake. So it's it's tough to comprehend and tough to defend at the end of the day. Aye, that's it. Uh, Stevie, Philippe, come on, hey. Kind of had his say on it today in his press conference when he said that he would like everybody to get in a room, referees, the SFA, all the club managers, and discuss it to try and make it better. Now, yeah. that the other night was, wasn't, well, VAR has been a bit, it's a bit like Rangers' first half performance. It's been sluggish since it's, since it's come in, and the money we're paying for it, it's not really living up to it, is it? Mm. No, there's no. And if you look at, I know it's a completely different sport, but if you look at rugby and how they broadcast the TMO, you hear the rationale behind what they're deciding in life, like as it's going on. And that makes a huge difference because it brings everybody into it and you can hear that reason. And we've spoke before about VR and it's like, I think it's great technology, but there's a distinct fear. It's like they don't want to take the responsibility. They're scared of the accountability. Whereas if they just put it out there, you know, and you can hear what's getting said, you think, right, okay. I can understand why they're making that decision. Um, but I, I agree with Kai. I think it was a penalty against Lundstrom. Um, but again, the one at the very end of the game, that should also be a penalty. You know, it's, it's almost it's very similar. Um, so, yeah, why would you not award that? But, yeah, I, I just, like I say, it just needs to be, I don't know, pay them their money. <laughs> Get a better standard, the official, whatever they need. Um, but VR is good technology, but they need, I think what Clement said that they spot on, you know, speak about it. Like, have, like, open your lines of communication, make the process better, and the officials will improve, but the referee's scared to make a decision. The guys in the VR room, they're scared to make a decision. It's like they need to, like, improve it because the technology's good, but the people operating it, they're clearly not good enough just now. Yeah, I'd need, I'd need to agree with that, mate. It's definitely not living up to what I think it's creating a bit of a culture within Scottish football as well. Um, Bob, I'm going to come into you now. Um, sure. A penalty, right? So, penalties given. Jack Butland standing basically in the net and a goal net. That's how deep into it he is. The referee tells him he got out and got on his line. 
and Butlin corrects him, but he's done right. It's within a Lozzy game. It's part of his dive to attempt to save a penalty. Um, how bad is this? How bad is this getting that a goalkeeper's got to keep the referee right on the rules on the rules a match? But, yeah, I, th- I think that's. I've obviously been highlighted since the game that you know he, he had taken a walk the referee through the fact that he wasn't doing anything wrong. To me, kind of touching on what Stevie said there, you know, we've brought it, we've had VAR in for you know the last season and a half. The first half of the season, they've already called out a number of decisions. You know, some went against Rangers, some went for Rangers, and obviously other teams in the SPFL, but. You know, again, is this now going to be the second phase where they come back at the end of the season and say, well, actually, we should have given you given a penalty for the the male handball, and you know, we should have really looked at the Lindstrom penalty, um, you know, at the time. So again, we're paying obviously a set amount of money per team uh, over the whole top division for VAR, and to have the officials that are refereeing matches on a weekly basis be in control of that maybe there should be something like that as an independent source to come in even having you know some sort of mentor from down south and I know down south aren't much better but at least we would have maybe a second objective set of eyes because these referees are under the spotlight every week and it should, it's, it's difficult enough for them to make decisions on their own in the middle of a game to then go to VR it's it's maybe magnifying the problem. So yeah, it, to go back to your point about Butland, it's it's very it's slightly ironic that the, the keeper and the, the player themselves have had to say to the referee, "Look, I'm not doing anything wrong as long as I've got my foot on the line when the penalty's taken. I'm I'm well within the guidelines and the rules of what we've been told as players and as a club." So yeah, that's important. I mean, that's that's just that's embarrassing. Scottish football. I mean, that's why we get like certain criticism, which isn't justified. But that, like a referee knowing on the rules, that's unbelievable. Aye, doesn't surprise me. First thing for me, the need is help these guys out as much as they can and make them get them full time jobs to begin with. Yep. Um, the rest of it would all kind of fall into place for there. So moving on, um, Kilmarnock getting one nil up. There's not really much to say about um, the rest of the first half. They've broke it down with a slide and. Um, we've said that it was quite a congested match. I thought Kelly were the better team in the first half, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, second half, there's two changes made. Um, Fabio Silva for Serial Dessers. Um, Ross McCausland, Dujon Sterling was a wee bit later on. Um, Kai, what kind of difference did the substitutes make? Just the kind of extra directness from getting rid of Van on, he's obviously more willing to drive with the ball than Barisic is. And like when you go for Dessers as well, he gives you that ability to go over the top. Whereas Silva sometimes makes those runs, Dessers makes those runs nine out of ten times. Obviously Kamalant likes to get the ball forward quick, likes centre half stick and I try that ball over the top. So Dessers again gives you that option. I think with Sterling coming on, it wasn't wasn't McCausland's best game. He looked a wee bit off it. I do think he needs a bit of a break. I think he's been kind of running in the ground since he came in, purely from lack of options. So Sterling just gives that pure athleticism. And again, he's direct. Like he'll run with the ball, he'll get us up the pitch. I think that was the difference. We managed to play a lot higher because we had players higher up the park. We had played with much better spacing the second half as well. Like I say, Dessels will pull off, go beyond. Didvan and Cortez kind of swap between cutting inside and cutting out. So I think it's just a much 
better balance kind of caused the performance. The subs positionally, more than anything, kind of opened the game up a wee bit and let Rangers play the way that Clermont wants us to play. Yep, yep definitely need, need to agree with that. I think they made a, they all made an impact when they come on. Um, Stevie, I'm going to come on to you on it now. Um, substitutions come on, Rangers start getting a bit of a foothold in the game, start making chances. Um, Tom Lawrence goes wide with a shot but gets pulled down for a free kick. Um, I suppose, hence the title, Tav does what Tav does. It's like Roy the Rovers, isn't it? Just never looks at him, really. He just steps up and bumps. I mean, you get that free kick, and I don't know about you, but I was expecting him to score. I was like, this is a goal. You can see it coming. He's like, he's going to score here. That's what he does, like you say. Um, but aye, great. What a lift it gave everybody. I think it was really like, you come on, I got a lot of credit in the first half. They really were on it. I mean, they were like kicking crisp buckets were going across the cryptic. You know what I mean? They were really, really on us. And I think obviously they tired a bit in the second half and we improved greatly. Um, Sterling's just, I don't know about yourselves, but I saw this image the other day. It was like him in every position. Goalkeeper as well. You, know, you could probably play anywhere, that boy. He's just, he's got so much about him. Like we can trust him almost in any position in midfield. Um, and obviously Dessers as well made a huge difference with his runs. But the tempo, um, Malone's, um, his goal as well, but Tav's free kick was just out of this world. The goalkeeper was a bit cheeky trying to get a hand to it, to be fair to him, but um, yeah, tremendous. Aye, aye, it was outstanding. It was just some free kick. So, Bob, I'll come into you on um, Rangers scored two quick goals. I think they were within four minutes of each other. Yeah. Tom Lawrence playing a, a pivotal role in speeding up play. It's a throw in. Um, Tom Lawrence gets taken down, puts his foot in the ball. Makes a quick pass. Um, Cortez carries it, gets into Dessers. Dessers does what Dessers does and loses the ball, comes off him. <laughs> then there's Tom Lawrence there, a sweet poem. Who was your thoughts? I've got to say, it was a hell, a hell of an assist from Dessers to, to, to position himself that way just to make sure that Tom Lawrence got his shot off. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's been going around on uh, Twitter or X, whatever. Whatever you want to call it, just now you know between the the, the first game of the season and, and last night and the the speed in which we took the throw in, and I've watched it back and I've seen obviously through through Rangers as well from that kind of the far side of the goal where it's it's so quick we've, we've turned around from that first day of the season where it's lethargic we're waiting for Taft to take the throw ins from his side and try to get positional sense and all this type of stuff to. Being quick fire, get the you know gets the the throw in, gets a free kick, takes a free kick, free kick quickly. Let's Cortez drive through, and then is, doesn't just stand and watch his you know his pass. He, he follows it, and then as you say, very good shot drilled into the, the bottom corner. Um, hopefully, again, I think from the the presser today said that Lawrence is okay. So again, hopefully, they play some part in tomorrow's game. I said I don't. Probably again come on to later. I don't, I don't know if he'll start or not, but um, again, we can't well be now. <clears throat> you know, the, these last couple of games that he's not played, we've not really missed him, fortunately. Um, and again, as we touched on the pod last last week, you know, I think Lawrence is, is grown into his game. I think this is the player that we expected to see when he, he signed from Derby a couple of seasons ago. So, yeah, you know, his, his celebration kind of said it all. He, you know, he, he's obviously taken the club to heart. He's you know, we've seen him through the, the injury that he's had over the last year, 
come on, it's doing very well to manage not just him, but all the players that are injured back into the team and the squad. Um, again, that's what you kind of touched on in the press today. Again, I've got again apologies if I've gone over all ground, but you know the fact that everyone's levels have been raised since they've come in, not just mentality wise, you know, physically, it's everything. Um, you know, it just it sign it just symbolised Clermont's impact on the team since he's come in. It's how it's how quick that or how fluid the movement was from, as you said, getting the, the throw in, getting the free kick, and then getting the goal. Um, the, the, I think based on what you said before, it's you know, it's different gravy, different gravy altogether. It almost just seems basic, doesn't it, Bob? That Clermont's yeah. just tell the players to speed up in the second half, and they've done it, and they've yeah. been two up. I mean, yeah, and again, if I, if I can just touch on Stevie's point that you know the physicality in that sec the second half again, it's you know I think at half time everyone's probably going to be was probably criticising the manager for starting Barisic, but you know the, the physicality of Edvan he, he came in, he, he's played well, Dessers as well, probably the ideal game. Right. You know, Silva was maybe just a wee bit off, but yeah, you know the physicality of the team to sh- to to see that he's made a, a mistake, maybe not a mistake. You know, he's he's not got it right. But to be able to see that and change it, and then second half of our just a different team, and it showed with the two goals that we got in the space of like five minutes. Um, Kai, um, I want to come on to you about Tom Wants. This is his heat map for the match. Um, I thought it was his probably his best game in a Rangers jersey since. I mean, you're looking back against like PSV at Ibrox, um, Hibs away when he picked up the injury. You're looking as far back as that. To me, he's been managed properly now. We've learned well. We've learned well lesson by putting him in consecutive ninety minutes after ninety minutes after ninety minutes. Come on, gave him his training plan, and I think it's coming up trumps. I'm not fully agree. I thought it was excellent. I think the heat map kind of signifies the area he picks up in the pitch. He obviously played. He's played out left quite a lot in his career, and you can see that's one of the areas he occupies the most. So he does drift out wide. He gives that space in the middle so again it's not congested despite the fact he plays in the 10 he'll drift out to the left drift out to the right because he's, he's link up plays brilliant i've seen it the first half of the aberdeen game like some of the link up play between him and cantwell and him and matondo was incredible like he's just that one touch pass and just the eye for a pass as well i just think he's a really loads of people said this when like after the game's a really clever footballer which unfortunately we've not had many of the last couple of years. So it's just that level that can kind of bring you up with picking up those positions, the ability to see a pass. One of the best things about him is he's not scared to have a shot. Like he's technically he's very good and he's not scared to have a pop at goal, which how often do obviously taking Diamandi out of consideration now is obviously the two goals in two games. But how often are we just begging for midfielders to just have a shot at goal? And there's obviously no fear about that when Lawrence is in the game. You know I'm mute, Scotty. There's a wee comment there, Kai, for just what I answer. Lawrence just want to know where, where she can find the, the blog or website. I'll drop a wee link down in the comments. Perfect. Perfect. Um, right, so that takes us perfectly on to the next part of the match. Um just a wee reminder that this is the first half average position chart and uh, this is the second half. So the first half was very conjected just for our listeners on Spotify and Apple. 
Um, the second half chart we've put up is showing where that we've played a much wider expansive game. Um, Stevie, I'll come into you on it. See if you look on the sort of the first half. If you look at Bournemouth's positioning compared to Redvan, yeah, it's completely jumps right at you, doesn't it? Yeah, it jumps straight off the, the page at you. Yeah, he's basically hugging that. Sorry, Redvan is hugging the the line there. Um, but that's what you get with him. You know, he's, he's so direct, he's so offensive. And what Kai was saying before about Cortez, it's such a pity he's picked up his injury because they just dovetail so well. You know, they've got a really good understanding in a really short space of time. Um, but yeah, um, look at Dessers as well. Focal point, straight up there, down the middle, where do you want them? Um, and that gave other guys like Lawrence and, you know, Looney their, their chance to kind of do what they do. Um, but yeah, Redvan's just, he's such an attacking threat. Um, as well, noticing Tav, I actually think he's further up there than what I, I don't know, from what I remember the night, I remember a couple of brilliant defensive blocks. He was like, he was both, up and down, you know, he's, he's, I, I don't know, he's just more, he seems to have more control now, like you said before, you're getting more cover for the midfield, but um, yeah, much better width in the second half, it made all the difference. Aye, 100%, 100%. Um, Bob, we'll come into you on it. I think, do you think the goal has made, Tav's equaliser, sorry, do you think that's made a difference to the average position chart? Obviously, this is for the whole of the second half, sure. so um. Dessers has made a massive difference for me when he's come on due to his physicality, kind of ruffled up defenders and things like that. What's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, again, what you said is, you know, he's, he's it was probably the perfect game for Dessers. It's just a shame that he only came on in the second half and never started the game. Um, to me, it looks, you know, based on the chart there, you look at it and go, you know, Tav's goals given us that wee bit of confidence to go and probably remember, you know, we're 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 top of the league for a reason. We we've dug, we've dug games out where we've not played great. Um but I do I do think the the second half as you can see we're we're probably far more attacking, we're far more confident going forward mm. just because we knew we had slightly more physicality uh, up top, um which allowed us to drive forward. Aye, definitely. Guy, I'm just I'm going to put this question to you for Curry for Stan's Ibrox. He's just asking about your thoughts on Ross McCoslander. Um, he's not been in his best form, but he's not been great either. Um, do you think he needs managed better in terms of managed? I, think, I personally, I think that's what Clement's doing well. I think yeah, I think he's done it pretty well. But there's obviously only a certain extent we can kind of manage the minutes because of the bodies we have. Obviously, we've had Matondo out. Seymour's been out for a while. It looks like Cortez is going to be out as hard to kind of manage his minutes, especially depending on how the game's going, where we need to John Sterling. Obviously, he can play deeper, he can play on the left or the right. We obviously need to have some down there. He's not. last couple of games haven't been his best. Again, as Curry said, he's not been awful by any means. I don't think he's kind of getting the criticism that someone like Scott Wright does. He still tries to be positive, just the end product's not been there as much. But I think a lot of people forget it's his first full professional season. Like, I know people, I've seen comments defending... Like people saying he's young and then people like counteracting that by saying oh 20 he's not young. Like it is as for a guy that's in his first real professional season. Like players still struggling with their 22, 23 coming into the first team if they've had loan spells or been playing in B teams. So yeah. I think it does it does need managed, but it's tough. Just now I think Clement's doing the best he can. I think if we had all our wingers fit and available, 
he kind of would be getting rotated a wee bit more and have that bit more of a rest. It's just the situation we find ourselves in right now, unfortunately. Aye, definitely. Right. I think, um, do you want to come in, Stevie? I was just going to say, I mean, I think, yeah, obviously had a poor game of the night, but he's pretty much played since Clemence came in. You know, it's three months of like real consistency, probably seven out of ten most of those games. For a guy who's 20, that is really good. You know, that, that's a decent level. He probably should have been out of the team maybe sooner, but circumstances dictated he had to play longer. And that's kind of went, probably went against him. But, um, yeah, I agree with you, um, Scott, what you're saying there. Clemence managed him really well just now, so I'm sure he'll be back on his top or better form very soon. Well, I'm going to ask you a quick question on it while we're on a kind of McCausland debate. We're just about to wrap up the Kelly game and move on to Motherwell, but well, wingers don't seem to have the best luck with injuries just now. Cortez is out, Seema. Um, it's probably a list as long as you're on, but I've not got it off the top of my head, unfortunately. But do you think Zach Lovelace needs to be given some minutes as like a direct competition for Ross McCausland on the right-hand side? Yeah, I think he needs to be integrated back into the squad if he's if he's now back to, to full fitness. Um physical fitness. I know he's had a couple of I was one of the one game for the B team um against Dundee, same as KMR Roof. So again, you know, the the hope is is that he will be integrated. Clement seems to like him. Um obviously got the he was unfortunate with the injury at St. Mirren, um, which allowed McCausland to come into the team in the first place. Uh so I do think there needs to be a bit of competition. Again, I think McCausland's been managed well. You've got to remember he's still young. Um, you know, he's, he's still gathering game experience. Uh, so, yeah, and it, would, it, would, it was a tough game like, uh, Wednesday night regardless. So, I, I do think the, the way the manager's managing the players, especially the wingers, um, is as well as he can do at this current, current moment in time. Hopefully, after the summer, we'll be in a, a better physical shape uh, and hopefully not have as many injuries at the top end of the park as we, we currently seem to have. I think once come on gets them all but and he's in regime during the pre-season we will see kind of if he's easily he's come in kind of at a bad time and he's just trying to patch he's just trying to paper over the cracks essentially and make it better. Um yeah. so Kai just come to you just a quick answer for everybody on what would you think that result last night meant Celtic put a statement win whether we want we can't avoid it. I mean the one seven one um, they closed the goal difference. Half time, they thought they were going to go to the league. How big is it that we've managed to keep the pendulum for swinging? I think it just shows that there is really a chance now that these players have what it takes to go and win the league. Like the fact we went, we always knew it was going to be a tough game, but we went 1 0 down, still managed to come back, stay together, get the result. That was all we wanted at the end of the day get the result to stay top. Probably the toughest game we have apart from Celtic again before the split. So, a huge mate shows the mentality shift from previous years and delighted with it. I <laughs> definitely, for me, it was a, it was massive for, for a squad going forward. Um, Stevie, Rugby Parks had been a wee bit of hoodoo ground for us in the last few years. Um, do you think the hoodoo's off our back now? Monkeys off our back. Hopefully. I mean, I, I totally echo Guy's point there. It's just, what I mean, it was just it was huge. Go back to Buckland and save that. That was a kind of key moment in the game. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we dug it out, we got the three points. And, you know, Derek McInnes' killer are a really difficult team to beat, so it was a cracking three points. Um, and I thought it was kind of funny afterwards. Celtic have won 7-1, but they're gone home gutted. 
imagine winning seven one and going home gutted. So yeah, great three points. I definitely Hope like it. I definitely mate. Uh, Bob, was that was that important staying top the other night? Was uh did it send a message? Did it um did you feel better after the win? For me, I was a wee bit apprehensive before. I thought it was going to be a tense, tidy match. I know we'd been playing yeah. well, but Kilmarnock always gave you a game, especially a Derek McInnes team. Yeah, yeah, precisely, Scott. I think you know, you're trying not to, you know, check in on the, the, the scores elsewhere, but again it was very difficult not to see that coming in. Um, you know, I think we'd all agree we're not gonna get any favours to between now and the end of the season. The results we we it's a, it's a, excuse me, it's a statement win. <clears throat> a statement win, you know, again apprehensive because it was going to probably be the toughest tie before the split. Um, I really wouldn't hope that we go back there post-split, but never know what the, what the computer's going to churn out. But yeah, statement win, as Stevie said, the fact that we come away, I narrow 2-1 win, we're still top, you know, we're, we've still got plus, you know, one ahead of them on goal difference, two points ahead. Yeah, you, you can't grumble too much either. Performance could have been better, but the result was what mattered. And it just shows that for the first time in a long time, there is a title race on. And they can't, they can't just ex- expect us to lie down like we might have done in previous seasons or stumble or, you know, capitulate, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> right. So on to the Morris match. Um, tomorrow's match. Kicks off at three o'clock. I think it's an our TV as usual. We've got Motherwell at home. The um, well, last result, we beat Motherwell 2 0 at Firth Park Christmas. Um, Motherwell haven't won away in the last 12 matches. We haven't lost to Motherwell in the last 20 league games. Um, Rangers have got the most clean sheets in the league with 17. And. That's where I'll stop because I can't see your last be posted. No, so Kai, <laughs> um, what's your thoughts overall on the game? The more, what's your expectations? I seen seen obviously Celtic play Motherwell last Sunday, and I don't think can I have anything to fear there. Obviously, Motherwell with a decent first half, they went in one 0 up. But I think that was just more of a testament to how poor Celtic was. It was obviously a brilliant goal that Spittle scores, a wee bit of magic which he's more than capable of, but. I think having the Ibrox crowd and the kind of form we're in now, I've got, I'm not worrying about it the same way I was worrying about Hearts last week and Kelly and Wednesday, put it that way. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Stevie, do we, are you expecting a big win tomorrow? Are you, are you just want a 2 0, three points over a road scenario? Yeah, absolutely. I take that right now. Um, but I think from Motherwell's perspective, you know, it's a shot at, they've got a shot at nothing. It's just, you know, it's a free hit for them there. Next again, games I think it's Aberdeen, St Murn, Dundee, Hibs. So it's all teams round about them. So maybe they'll have one eye on that. You know, I don't think there's much pressure on them tomorrow. So they can just turn up back. You know, I feel like, I don't think it'll be like the Hearts game last week, but equal, I don't think it'll be like Kilmarnock. I think it'll be somewhere in between. So maybe two or three Nelty Rangers. Um, you know, Clement just repetition of process. He, he tells them what to do. They listen, they know what they're doing. I expect us, yeah, we'll win comfortably. Um, Bob, what's your thoughts on the game tomorrow? Do you want? Uh, do you think we can do what Celtic done on Wednesday night in terms of getting a statement win on board, considering Motherwell's poor away record? I'd like to think so. I, I, I think 
again, I, I managed to catch a press conference earlier on in, in Clermont. It just shows, shows how much Clermont looks into every other team in the league. The fact they said that, based on the data, he was quite interested to find out that Motherwell are the third top team that have scored the most goals. So again, he knows that the way his team sets up will be to attack, but also to make sure defensively we're sound. Um, which again, I thought was an interesting point. But I, I do think, even with the good form that they seem to have kind of come into recently, uh, being at home, being at Ibrox, we, sh- we should be able to go out and get, you know, a comfortable win, put a few goals past past them, get the goal difference back up again, and put the pressure on the other side of the city, come uh, their away tie at uh, uh, Castle on Sunday, which again is going to be very tough. Ah, uh, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um, so, we'll bring up our predicted lineups now. Guy, I'm going to bring yours up first, and I think what you've went with is Butwin Tavernier, Goldson, Suter, Yelmaz, Lundstrom, Diamande, Lawrence, um, Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling, listen to me, do join Sterling. <laughs> uh, Ross McCausland and Cyril Dators. What, I wouldn't have thought I wouldn't have thought those two I'd keep doing it <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought it's fine that Kai uh, I don't think that's actually my one mate I've got add Fabio Silva at left wing for my predicted lineup. Well, somebody's put Scott right I don't know where but oh, that's right. a... nope right, what was your lineup? Eh. <laughs> uh, that was pretty much so. Butland, Butland, Tab, Goldson, Suter, Vidvan, then Sterling and Lundstrom. With Diamandi at the tanks, so I wasn't sure if Lawrence was going to be fit. So I'll keep, I'll keep it the way it was. Because on the right, Silva on the left, and Dessos up front. I think just kind of having Dessos as a focal point is really key to how we've been playing. And Silva spent a lot of time playing in the left for PSV last year, and they obviously impressed Niles Copper enough for me bring him back in. So I think it's been interesting that he's not been used in that position where he obviously impressed enough. So I'd like to see him out there. Obviously with Cortez's injury as well. Like Silva's quick, he can carry the ball. He does the dirty work as well. We've seen the press and he does and the chasing back. So I think have Sterling in the middle with Lundstrom just kind of solidify that. Having Either Lawrence or Diamandi. Diamandi's maybe due a bit of a break. It's still technically his pre-season. I think he's done well to kind of get as many minutes in the legs as he has. So swap Lawrence out there for... Or Diamandi out there for Lawrence, sorry. And then can I go with that? It's a bit of pace in each side. The solidity in the middle with Lundstrom and Sterling because they look to use Theo Bear very similarly to how we use Dessers. I think they can... Uh, they use the channels a wee bit more for Bear. They'll get him to run the channel and go in behind, whereas we're a bit more central with the direct balls to Dessers. So I would need, I think, having Lundstrom and Sterling in the middle for that athleticism and that bit of bite in there's the way to go. Um, Stevie, I'll come to you on it. See on Kai's lineup. Do you think we should be going with Sterling and Lundstrom in the middle of the park, considering the challenge at Motherwell will bring us? Or do you think we should be going more with a kind of a six ninety? No, 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 I'm fine with that. I, I think Sterling offers you that versatility. You know, he, he can be mopping up front of the back four, and then a minute later he's he's charging. He's you know he's breaking forward. He's taking the ball. He's moving the game forward. So great player. I don't want to call him a utility player because like utility players back in the day were 
I'm kind of average, whereas he is kind of reminds me of a midfield bossy. You know, he can just run through Scottish football quite quite easily. Um, so no, he's I think he's really good. When he finished um, practice finishing or whatever, but he's got other attributes to kind of play attacking mid, defence mid. You put him anywhere, even when he came on against um, St Johnston, doing the right wing, he was class. So yeah. Um, Bob Fabio Silva left wing. Is that a goal for you? Uh, I'm going to hold my hands up and say I think I was it was me to put Scott right in in the my starting eleven just to get minutes. So uh, I'll hold my hands up on that one, boys. So get that one. So uh, I do I do agree with Kai and Stevie. I think despite I'm not having a great game in Wednesday night, he's been brought in. He, he I'm, I do think he can be an attacking threat from from the wing. We've really not maybe not really seen him out in that position as yet. He's really kind of been played in as the 10 or, or as the 9. So to see him out in that position on the pitch will be quite interesting to see, um, especially at home. We've got the width, we've got a team, the, the, the crowd behind us. So um, aye, I, I maybe change my mind and see him in the starting 11 rather than Scott Wright. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Stevie, um, do you want to give the, the viewers your, your trivia question quickly? I forgot, but bring you yes. in who captained the Rangers side in 1997 at Tannadice when they clinched nine in a row? An actual real nine in a row. <laughs> so who who captained the Rangers side um, in 1997 when they clinched the league at Tannadice? We'll come back to it in five, ten minutes. Um, all right, I'll put my team up now. So I've went with Butland Tavernier... Goldson Balligan, because I think Suter's going to get rested for Thursday night. Uh, Red Van Yilmaz. Then I've went for Nico Raskin, surprisingly, considering I've been such his biggest critic recently. I think he's going to get some minutes tomorrow. Um, with John Lundstrom. Then I've got Ross McCausland. Fabio Silva in the 10. Um, Scott Wright on the left as well. And I've got Cyril Dessers up front. Anybody want to fire any questions at me about it? I think based on that, Scotty, it looks as if it's a, you know, again, the Clermont making changes and try to keep everyone fresh. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if I seen that line up, but yeah, uh, I, I can't, I can't I'm confident enough. Sorry, Steve, when you go. No, it's a good balance. Um, Raskin's a funny one because when he came in, I was so impressed. And now, you know, the players that we've signed under Clermont, I don't know if he fits the profile. Um, so I think he's got a big few months coming up. You know, he's really got to, when he does get a chance, he's got to take it. So, yeah, I hope you're, um, hope you're right, Scott, and hope Raskin plays well tomorrow. Um, Kai, do you think Silva in the 10th, we could maybe see going forward, considering Lawrence's minutes are getting managed and Cantwell's injured? I don't see an issue with it. Like I said, obviously, I had him out in the left, but I like him in that 10 as well. I do think... Him and Dessels could link up well together. Obviously, Dessels is willing to go in behind, whereas Silva will drop in and get the ball. Then that works really well. I think your side's definitely a lot more, a lot more well rotated than mine was. I think there's probably more chance it would see the kind of team you've picked than the side I've went with, especially considering Thursday night. So, if I see that team tomorrow, I've got no issues with it. Nah, fair enough. That was my thinking behind it. My thinking's due to them. The minutes getting managed for Lawrence and Campbell being injured. Lowry's, we don't know when Lowry's been back. His name's not been lifted since he came back for Hearts. Um, 
considering we've seen Silva in the, in the kind of cameo as a 10 anyway, and when he's a 9, he sort of plays as a 10, or a false 9, if that's fair to say. Um, be good to see a heat map on Silva up top, actually. Um, right, Stevie, you'll need to correct me if this isn't your teammate, but I think it is. Um, I've got Butland Tavern, the uh, Goldson, Suta, Yilmaz, and then I've got Diamande, Lundstrom, Lawrence, Sterling on the right, McCausland on the left, and Dessers. Yeah, I've tried to type that on WhatsApp and I made a bit of a mess. Here. I think I wanted Lawrence on the left. You'd launch on the left, right? I think that's what I wanted. But I know I typed that. Sorry, my mistake. Um, but yeah, just Lonnie and and um, sorry, Dio, Sterling, kind of midfield three. My Lawrence pushed up slightly on the left. My cousin on the right and Dessers through the middle. Um, Can you see the Amanda starting? Considering he's in the middle of a pre-season, if you want to call it that. I think maybe because it was Kilmarnock the other night, and it's a difficult pitch when you've no played on it. You know, up to Cortez. Obviously, Silva, he had a bit of a bad game. You know, that, that pitch is difficult. But, yeah, I think you're playing. Well, we'll see. I think you might get an hour, an hour or so. Um, his two games previous, he was excellent. So, I hope he does continue to play. Uh, but we'll see. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Bob, you happy with Sterling on the right-hand side again? Aye, again, I think, you know, physicality-wise, he's, you know, he'll run through brick walls. So, again, I'm going to be... Keen on being the left back uh, for Motherwell tomorrow. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, right, we'll come into yours now, Bob. Don't need to get it up. Okay. I'm just this one here. Aye. Right. Guy, you'll need to show me how you get that. It's a close up because I can't figure it out. <laughs> uh, so, Bob, you've got Butland Tavernier, Goldson, Suter, Yilmaz, Lundstrom, Raskin, Diamandi, McCausland, Wright, and Dessers. Is that the wrong team, Bob? Is that right? No, that's the that's right team. Uh, again, I think just from, from what we've discussed, you know, you, you know, I think it's good and bad that we can't really determine what Clement's starting eleven is going to be because he is changing every game and keeping players as fresh as they can. So to me, just on that thought, you're, you're going, right, well, who's not really had minutes recently? And that, that's kind of why I lumped Scott right out wide. Um, again, you know, Dio's not really been seen in the 10 managing Lawrence's minutes, so again, he may not start. That was kind of a thing behind it, because again, we've considering the way Diamande started last week, if we get a similar start tomorrow, I don't think we'd be complaining. Um, and again, as Stevie touched on, Raskin's really got to start showing that he, he, he wants to be in the first team. Um, again, I know he's getting his minutes managed because he's coming back from injury, but uh, aye, he, he, I'd like to think tomorrow could be a see him get a start, maybe get 60 minutes and he's under his legs and hopefully he, he plays plays well and kind of shows us a bit more of what he's about. Kai, I'm going to pass a comment to you, mate. Um, Stuart Keane's asked, do you think we're going to see Ryan Jack and Kemar Roof at any point tomorrow? I think maybe towards the end of the game, I can't see either two of them starting, but maybe 60-minute mark, obviously depending on how the game's going. If it's still, still a tight game, it's not really the time to just get minutes in players' legs, but we are going to need them towards the end of the season. So I think if we're even a couple of goals up come the 60 minute mark, I think there's every chance that they'll come on and get kind of 20 minutes or half an hour in their legs. All right, fair enough. Um, Stevie Hugo, be on the comments, put us, put us up there. Um, she's expecting a comfortable win tomorrow. 
Um, she needed a, we needed the physicality away at um, Kelly. What's your thoughts? See, but, but we'll just go around with predictions now. So, what would your prediction be for tomorrow? I usually say 3 0, so I'm going to go 3 0 again. 3 0. 3 0. Any goal scorers? Yeah, Dessers will score two, and they'll probably miss about eight. Um, but of course, have it. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the, obviously looking forward to all fun games, but I, I think their defence must be like really worried about this. I know like he's got your critics and whatnot, but he causes carnage. You know, he's a I've real been, unit of guy. I've been getting pelters in the podcast since January because I wanted Shanklin down and Desers out. But for me it solidified my, my belief there and Mike Shanklin caught a pie in my day and took a bite and plunged it back at had fans. I mean what else do you want? The Rangers number nine. Do you know what I mean? Keep uh, this, I think, at number 19. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, what's your thoughts tomorrow? Uh, I'll, I'll go four. Um, again, if Ruth if if, uh, is back in the squad, because obviously he wasn't getting this on the past the pitch, hopefully get some more minutes under his belt, even if it was you know 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, he's always good for a goal. Um, you get it could be argued he's always good for an injury as well. So again, I'm hoping that the the former's the 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 one we see tomorrow if he gets a goal. Um, maybe cheap, sticking a, a cheeky tar penalty. We've not had a penalty for a couple of weeks, so uh, I'm sure that that'll get the uh, the other side of the city chatting away if we get another penalty at home. Um, and uh, maybe maybe another dear Mandy, uh, you know, stud roll and, and hit it from AJ Box. So. Uh, aye, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your choice for the fourth goal scorer, I don't mind as long as as long as we get four. I don't have any mind. <laughs> Kai, what about you? What's your prediction, mate? I'm gonna go three one one, relatively comfortable. Probably can see the last ten fifteen minutes be a player spitler, Theo Bear goal for them. Gonna agree with Stevie. Cyril Dessos double and then Silva be confidence booster for him ahead of. European games and other games coming up. Fair enough. I'm going to go for 4 0. Solid performance. Hat trick a tavernier penalties. Dessels misses an open <laughs> goal. And who's going to get it fourth? We Ross McCausland because he's been getting stick. So just back to the trivia quickly. Um, Stuart Keane actually answered it relatively quickly and says Alan McClellan. No, that surprised me because like, when you first start, I start in the chat. I Immediately says Richard Goff. I forgot, forgot he was wearing a suit that night. Um, so just giving the panel one more time to say thank everybody for tuning in. Um, Guy, you want to say your goodbyes, mate? And it's a pleasure to be on, mate. It's good to get my debut finally. Feels like it's been a while, but like I said, you guys have been doing a brilliant job. So, uh, thanks everyone for watching. Go subscribe to the new show. There's lots of content coming. We've got uh, been a preview of the Benfica game coming on Sunday. Ross has done lots of brilliant work on that. You don't want to miss that. And we're obviously back with the podcast on Monday night. We'll be talking about all things about the weekend. So go and check out the YouTube. There's lots coming. And obviously being biased, but I think the content has been brilliant so far. So aye, thanks for watching. Um, just to let everybody know that we're, we're new show times, just so we're not really clashing with any other Rangers podcasts, it's going to be a Monday at half six and a Friday at half past seven. Um, Stevie, you want to see your goodbyes, mate? Good solid debut tonight, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been great fun. I love the top of Rangers. Ah, that's that.
best subject going. Bob? I just want to thank everyone in the comments as well. See, it's been a, a good good old chat uh, tonight. Um, uh, keeping an eye on it while we were discussing it there. So it was a good uh, good flow of a chat between everyone in the comments and, and everyone on the pod. Um, probably just like to to thank everyone for watching, like, subscribe, share, um, get the, the, the Rangers Journal out there and uh, hopefully we can grow from strength to strength. And last thing for me, the personal one, uh, just shout out to my sister whose birthday it is today. So happy birthday, Judith. Uh, hope you had a good day in Liverpool. Uh, and we'll see you when you get back. Uh, happy birthday, Judith, pal. Um, so... There's a, an interview with Kevin Thompson. It's just, I think it was just come up on a channel yesterday or the day before. Everybody should go and get a watch. There's going to be hundreds of other content coming up. And if not, hope, let's hope for a, a solid Rangers victory tomorrow and basically stay top of the league. Maybe even stretch a gap if we're lucky. Take care, folks. See you later. Yeah.